and welcome back to Quest Markers. On this show, we talk about games and the stories they tell with a strong focus on game narrative, characters, environments, music, you name it. My name is Marina, my pronouns are she, her, and I am so excited to be talking about one of my favorite Metroidvanias today, Hollow Knight. This game had me gripped from the first few minutes of gameplay, and I am so keen for Silksong. We actually have a game director and designer on the show today, so this will be a great episode. Spoiler warning, as always, we cover the entirety of Hollow Knight in a lot of depth. We talk about a lot of lore, and also spoiler warning for the Dragon Age games as well in the first section of this episode. I really hope you enjoy this one. Let's get started started. Hi, Shereen. I am so excited to have you here today. I think it's going to be a really fun conversation. Um, to kick us off, before we get into your intro, are you staying mm-hmm. hydrated? What are you drinking? I am. I'm doing a lot. I'm drinking a lot of water, I think. Uh, Amazing. <laughs> I just try to stay actually very hydrated. Yes. Days. Um, what else am I drinking? Uh, probably so, more soda than, than is good. Um, That's okay. soda, coffee, um, maybe, you know, I bought some chocolate milk recently. Maybe Ooh. I'll drink that later. Um, I've got chocolate milk in a hot second. Oh, you got, you gotta get some chocolate milk every now and then. It's- <laughs> <laughs> I love this for you. <laughs> I was literally in like I think a Target and I was like, oh, chocolate milk. Oh my goodness! Don't I love mind this if I. <laughs> You're living your best life. You're living my best life, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this. I'm vegan, so I have a problem with finding like mm. anything that's supposed to be dairy free. So I like I would drink chocolate milk every day. I feel like I feel like if like I would totally also substitute it for like a chocolate oat milk. I feel like would be very good. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know I'm more that, I assume. maybe. I don't know. I'm more of a soy person, though. So I've got I've got a mm. flat white, a soy flat white in front of me and some water. I'm trying to stay hydrated, which is like just a constant battle. You know, I like soy. I usually like it in things. Like, I'm, I, I like soy in coffee. Mm. I don't typically drink it by myself for some reason. But oat milk I like mm. on its own because it's kind of sweet. I like I like mine quite a mm. like, has a sweetness to it that I like. I like oat milk ice cream. Oh, I haven't tried that. That is, I feel like I would like it. Though. Quite good. So. Quite good. I gotta say. Um, but now that we know about our dietary preferences, which you like, <laughs> yeah, let's, get, let's talk about. Let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Shaveen. Uh, my pronouns are he him. I am a game designer, producer, tech artist. Um, I am the project lead on a game called mid autumn, which is coming out uh, as we're recording. It's going to come out in like two weeks. So excited. So I am, I am busy. I'm busy doing stuff, making things, drinking lots of water. Apparently is what I've learned <laughs> uh, about myself. Uh, and that, that's what I'm doing. I also, uh, I guess I'm the head of curriculum and code coven as well. I guess that's relevant. Uh, this starting this year. Um, and I do a lot of I do a lot of fun game makey stuff as well. You do I, I it think all. That's a good intro. I'm doing you it do all. it all. Doing it. I love this. Uh, I am so excited for mid autumn, and by the time that this is going to be released, the game will be out. So, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to kick us off with please, please, please check out Mid Autumn. Um, it is the visuals are just strikingly beautiful. I'm so excited to hear the soundtrack. I'm so excited to play it. Um, yeah, I mean, if if it's gonna be out, then like I think the thing is like, yeah, go buy it. Oh my god, I can't believe we did it. We made it. We did it. <laughs> we got there. Shipped. You did it. You did it. Because let me tell you, I it's it is it feels far away and close at the same time. So I it's gonna be amazing. I'm so excited. Deving for my life. (laughs) I'm so excited. No, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be absolutely amazing. Um, But tell me a little bit about some of your favorite games before we uh, talk about Hollow Knight today. Yeah, I'd say that like I was. Probably like I'm like a big RPG person. Mm. Um, not probably more Western RPGs than JRPGs, mm. but I would say that the exception to that is I was a big Final Fantasy X person. Yeah. Oh, I didn't uh, know this about you. Big Titus, Yuna, and Waka. You know, you know what it was? It was mm. um, like the second. It was like one of these characters. His weapon is just a ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. People. I was so, so in. True. I was like, this is so I was my favorite character. I'm in. <laughs> and also we're playing like sports. Okay. <laughs> I, I literally That's was amazing. like, I wish there was more. There was more Blitzball in Final Fantasy. No, you're the only person that I've heard ever say that. I no, he, he, the the gameplay, horrible. The actual oh, so terrible. <laughs> the actual terrible. having to do it, horrible. But I <laughs> I wish the story was more about that so yes i i I, because they do so well with the opening intro for that game so true (laughs) and then the game is not that no Mm -mm. no but the opening cinematic is incredible i just remember like the one bit where aaron is looking at sin yeah it's so it's so like like moody and you're like, what's happening? And like the world's ending and it's the beginning of the game. You know, it's awesome. It's Great. so good. Yeah, I do. I love that opening. It's so good. Oh, uh, anything besides Final Fantasy X? Because I know as we were deciding what to record on, I know that you're a Souls player as well. I do. I do. I don't know why I got into Final Fantasy X specifically. I mentioned it as I an love exception. It. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I love it. I do. I love, I do like Souls games. Um, I like, like big kind of like obscure things to like delve into for sure. Um, I also am a big Bioware nerd. I love Bioware games. I think um, I gotta think what else, what else is like, you know, I, I'll also mention this. One of my favorite games of all time, Viva Pinata. I, that was like <laughs> to this day, what like, such a cool game, and I never get to chat about it with anyone. Amazing. I was, I don't know, probably like, like I don't know how old I was when that game came out, but everyone was like, this game for babies? And I was like, no. This is a legitimately <laughs> like, complex game. And uh, yeah, uh, that's also one of my favorites, I would say. I love this. Uh, what, do you, what do you like from Bioware? Oh, um, I'm prob- probably Mass Effect is my biggest... Mm like my favorite Bioware stuff. I also like Dragon Age. I'm weirdly like, I, I loved Dragon Age 2, mm. uh, which I don't think is the most popular of the Dragon Ages um, because it's an immigrant story. And I, I relate to that. I, I mm. think it's really fun um, from, from that perspective. Mm. Um, but definitely Mass Effect. I, I probably like, like not the best Bioware games when I think about it. Uh, Cause I like Mass Effect I think Mass Effect 2 is be- a better game overall, but I like Mass Effect 1 better. 
and it's the one I play more uh, <laughs> because it's just like it's broken in a very fun way to me. I, I really like it. Um, I love everything about. I haven't played Mass Effect, but anything that's broken and can be just a big meme, I love that. Yeah, I think that's that's a, you know Knights of the Old Republic was also mm. I, I like I love that, mm-hmm. those ones. Um, but I would I would say Mass Effect is like the one I probably have played the most and nice. could like, speak to. Nice. Um, I I haven't played Dragon Age two, but I'm playing Inquisition right now, and I'm really enjoying it. Really, really enjoying it. Inquisition's really good, and the the cool part about it is that I shouldn't probably spoil it. Uh, characters from Dragon Age two appear. Yeah, in Inquisition. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about halfway through Inquisition, um, and yeah. yeah, I'm I'm just really upset that I can't recruit Morrigan into my party. Um, yeah, it's, you just got to go play the first game. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Yeah, but um, what are what are you currently playing before we before we go into the surprisingly deep lore of Hollow Knight? Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, I don't have time for like huge things. I think um, <laughs> you're going to be surprised to hear this. I started playing Horizon. <laughs> oh, Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> the second one. I started okay, playing yeah, the yeah. second one. Um, and it's, I'm finding it quite fun in some ways and in other ways, well, you, you know how I feel about Horizon. Yeah. You know how I feel about Horizon as well. Um, (laughs) Nervous laughter. um, I would say one of the, the new things in this is that they've made Aloy really, really like, um, I think meaner than the first game. Um, cause, cause she's like. I need to save the world mm. and you don't understand this because you, you don't understand what technology is and stuff. Uh, and I find it very funny because it's like an open world game and you yeah. have to like go around and like do a lot of like open world things. Mm. But the whole time, Halo's like, I don't have time for any of these things. <laughs> so it's just kind That's of ironic. That's so funny. That is uh, incredible. That they, like the, that that was the choice. Uh, Cause I, I just find it, it kind of, yeah, it's, it's like, Halo's like, I don't have time. And it's like, well, actually, Aloy, we do have time. I'm yeah. do this <laughs> but I think that's the thing with open world games in general, when there's a yeah. story that's really urgent, it's like, I feel like it kind of takes you out of the story when it's like, oh, you have this like amazing, huge, massive world to explore, but like, also we got to go save the world. So like, which one is it going to be, you know? Yeah. And I, I think, I don't think it's a new problem. I just think it's funny because I don't think they, they did that in the first game. So it seems like a new mm. thing they introduced that, mm-hmm. that feels like more incongruous to me. Yeah. I've been playing, that's like probably the big game that I've been playing on and off a little bit, but I've been doing a lot more smaller games. I've been playing mm. Dredge. I really have been enjoying Dredge. Mm. It's like a spooky, cozy fishing game. It's both spooky oh, cool. and cozy, I would say. I like um, this. I played uh, Curse of the Golden Idol pretty recently, which mm. I loved. It's like a like a mystery detective solving game. Oh, I'm and, into that. I'm so into that. And it's real good. Mm. <laughs> it's just like so good. Um, I played it or like I think in a weekend and just like didn't do anything else. I think that, that nice a well deserved break from making your own game. So mm-hmm. it's a good it's this. a good break. Yeah, I sure. love it. Amazing. All right. Well, uh, we are here to talk about Hollow Knight um, with a focus on narrative and its surprisingly deep lore. So we spoke about this before we started hitting record, but I'm going to kick us off. And as mm-hmm. succinctly as possible, I'm going to t- 
uh, introduce everyone to, or maybe remind everyone, because if you're listening to this, you've probably already played it, uh, about some of the details of the game and the narrative. So Hollow Knight... Uh, Hollow Knight's story actually starts way, way, way before uh, we as the protagonist start playing the game. And so a long time ago, uh, ancient bugs worshipped something called the Void, which is this black fluid that we eventually um, stumble upon in the game. And they all died, and it's never explained why. <laughs> and then hundreds of years later, there were civilizations of moths who were worshipping and are ruled by something called the Radiance, who, and I think that there's maybe some uh, competing opinions here in the community, but who were, uh, the, the Radiance controlled these moths through a hive mind. And then a great worm or god came along to this place that we eventually, uh, eventually becomes the place that we explore, Hallownest. And this great big worm is reborn as who we come to know as the Pale King, who grants all bugs intelligence and sapience and eventually becomes worshipped and rules Hallownest after founding it alongside his queen, the White Lady. It's unclear where she comes from. And both of them are pale beings or what is referred to as higher bugs. And so now that Hallownest is established and bugs receive intelligence and sapience, the moths abandon their worship of the Radiance and choose to follow the Pale King instead. A bunch of other bugs do as well. And the Pale King sets up shop in the White Palace and has these five great knights that protect the palace and Hallownest prospered and they created the Stagway and the Tramway and the capital of the City of Tears. And then one day a bug stumbled upon a statue of the Radiance and started dreaming about the Radiance. And this is where it gets interesting. So through the dreams of bugs, the Radiance starts to regain this hive mind again and pulls more bugs into mindlessness again. And the solution that the Pale King came up with so as to not have this infect all of Hallownest was... Uh, saying, okay, well, the radiance spreads through minds and dreams. So what if we create a being that doesn't have a mind and that doesn't dream? And so the Pale King started to experiment with the void and figured, I don't know, maybe the best way to solve this problem is to create a bug that's half void and half bug. And so with the help of his wife, uh, they had a bunch of void babies that they called vessels. And finally, they found the perfect one that was completely, quote unquote, hollow. And the failures, quote unquote, went into, were, were sent into the abyss. So the one that succeeded was the hollow knight. And the pale king trapped the radiance inside of his empty mind, chained the hollow knight inside this big black egg, sealed it by three dreamers who were prolific bugs who sacrificed their lives to protect hollow nest. And uh, one of those uh, bugs actually was uh, Hera, who uh, decided to become a dreamer only if the Pale King would have a child with her. And, and that child was uh, Princess Hornet, whom we eventually meet as a big character in the game. But the Radiance wanted to break free. And unfortunately, the Hollow Knight was not truly hollow. And it's speculated that the one thing inside of his head uh, the, the one thought that he had was this desire to impress his father by being truly hollow, and the Radiance took advantage of that. So in order to protect the palace, the Pale King moved the entire palace into the mind of one of his guards, who still lies dreaming in the ancient basin. Uh, the Pale King eventually dies. And meanwhile, everyone in Hollowness starts becoming mindless because they get this orange infection. 
and it's it's speculated that this is the radiance trying to uh, create this hive mind of of mindless bugs again. So Hornet spends her time protecting Hollow Nest and protecting the king, king's brand, which is a brand that would allow a bug to be recognized as the new king of Hollow Nest and potentially break the seal and the egg. Um, and fast forward to now the beginning of the game. Uh, we are one of the vessels that breaks out of the abyss and eventually comes back to Hallow Nest. And uh, that, that's kind of where the game starts. And so the narrative is told in a way where we're looking back into the past. And one thing that's really striking to me, I realize this is a really long introduction, <laughs> is the way that the game was written. Because when I went into it and when I started playing it, I was like, oh, cool, you play. I, I love Metroidvanias. Uh, this has a really mm -hmm. cool art style. The music seems really beautiful, but I knew nothing about the story. And the first thing that you see when you, or the first thing that you read when you uh, enter the story is uh, a, a poem or the elegy for hollowness. And it says, in wilds beyond, they speak your name with reverence and regret for none could tame our savage souls. Yet you, the challenge met under palest watch. You taught, we changed, base instincts were redeemed, a world you gave to bug and beast as they had never dreamed. And I'm sitting there going, isn't this supposed to be a Metroidvania about bugs? <laughs> and it just gripped me. It hooked me. But I, I wanted to kick us off with that because I found it so striking. How did that make you feel when you first played Hollow Knight? Yes. And I also just want to say I love I love hearing you like describe the intro to because <laughs> this is what like like a good like Metroidvania or like this this type of game does is it makes you just have to be like, no, I have to tell you about the pale king first. Yeah, and, and the significance of void <laughs> is, it's, I love that um, about this game. But I think that poem is one of my favorite things. It's like the first thing that you kind of experience from mm -hmm. the game. And it does so much to like establish tone and mood. And like, to me, it reminds me of like, almost like, like something out of Red Wall or something out of like, um, like a, like a, like you're about to sit down and read like a, dense fantasy mm -hmm. novel or something. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I would say, like, it feels like that when you're playing Hollow Knight as well. Mm -hmm. It's like a, just an amazingly rich setting. Um, I love the, the use of the word beast, actually, in the setting as well, mm -hmm. which are like, if you, I don't know if you've noticed, but they're referring to essentially spiders or like arachnids. Mm -hmm. And so it, it really like puts you into this mindset of how the characters in, Hollow Knight, where these little bugs perceive like some of the different people and, and mm -hmm. like like um, gr groups and factions in in the setting. So just right from the beginning, like having that right there, because you don't even I think meet any quote unquote beasts until much further on in the mm -hmm. game. So like yeah. having that be one of the first things they tell you, is, is, I think is so evocative. I, mm -hmm. I love it. And maybe we can we can continue talking about the beginning of the game. Mm -hmm. But you're you're quickly introduced to this elegy you're quickly introduced to the soundtrack because you get to uh to dirt mouth pretty much right away within 10 minutes of playing mm. which is kind of the, the the hub town um you're introduced to the music there you're introduced to a bunch of characters there and it's this like really desolate isolated place mm -hmm. and i just found that entire intro sequence so striking and it hooked me from the very beginning at what mm -hmm. point did you know that you actually wanted to play this game? Because when I played it, I I think when I 
I forget what year I played it, but it was um, mm-hmm. my Nintendo Switch at the end of the year gave me my, um, <clears throat> excuse me, my wrapped quote unquote. And Hollow Knight yeah. was one of those like, you played Hollow Knight for 16 hours on this day. <laughs> <laughs> it just like it had me gripped. So at, at what point, because it was the introduction for me, did the game just completely hook you? Um, so I think I, I was aware of Hollow Knight when it was doing its Kickstarter. Um, but I, I think it was like, oh, cool. It's like a Metroidvania and it's like, you know, like here are the elements. It's got like this kind of like, um, cartoony art styles about bugs. And then I think it was later, one of my friends was playing it and I was like, oh, that, that game came out and it was like, they were talking about it and they were like, oh, I've been playing this nonstop. Mm. And, <laughs> and they were like, and I have a poster and I have the map and I put it on the wall <laughs> yep. and I was like, ah, and I got really excited because it, it's really fun to learn like a game that you're like, Oh, this could be cool is like, Oh, it, it feels it's doing what makes it like bigger than the sum of it part. It's mm. parts. And it's very clear. Like when, when someone's getting excited that way. So I was like, oh, I'm getting it. Now. I'm, I'm mm. in. Uh, and I went and got it. And then like, yeah, I was, I, I was like probably like invested from like day one. Like mm. it was, it was so, so, so fun. And I just love, yeah. Like you were talking about that feeling of like, like isolation that's like there immediately. And it's just mm-hmm. the sound design too. It's like all echoey mm-hmm. and you always feel like you're underground. Like, even, like I, I think it's just this beautiful, um, like establishing of tone there. Um, mm. Yeah. I could not agree more. And with every area that, that you go to as well, it just feels so different. It feels like it's got its own personality. And to your point, like, I really think that the art style tells a story. Um, I want to maybe talk about some of your favorite environments in the game, because for me, when I got to the city of Mm -hmm. tears, I was like, Oh, this is amazing. (laughs) Just the architecture and the music and the rain. Oh, I just, I loved it so much. Um, But I want to talk about some of your favorite environments. Yeah, I think, well, City of Tears is really big there because I think it's like the first time that you're seeing the kind of like scale and like like magnificence of this Mm. kingdom that's only kind of been described to you because up until that point, you're seeing like, like Durthmouth is like, a, it's just this decrepit like little place, mm-hmm. um, and and once you get there, like to the city of tears, it's like, oh, okay, like this was like this actual place that people lived is really cool, and I also just love the detail of the the rain in that city coming mm. from that giant blue lake, and just like mm. things feeling interconnected. Mm-hmm. I would say my favorite favorite area in Hollow Knight is probably just Green Path which is like mm. the second zone. Yeah. Um, I, I love that just in how it um, changes up the feel of the, like going from the first area to green path feels mm-hmm. like such an interesting change. It really feels like you're like, like, it, like go, like it does have that feeling of like, Oh, I'm going into the wilderness. Like things feel a lot more dangerous when you're first playing than mm. it actually is, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, and I think that it, I I will also say, I think when we were doing like the second area in mid-autumn, I know it's come a long way now, but we absolutely were having chats about like, the cool path is like really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think there's definitely like, I've been influenced by that a lot. So mm-hmm. I think that's why it's one of my favorites. 
I love that. Green Path is beautiful too. And you're right. Like there is a massive contrast between the first mm -hmm. area and the second area. And I think that that change helps keep it interesting for the player as well. Um, so I think Green Path is the first time where we encounter Hornet. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's true. Before we talk about Hornet, um, did you have a least favorite environment? Okay. I think a lot of people will agree with me that it's like Deep Nest is yep. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but yep. it's, uh, it's like it's 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 i think it's impressive how off-putting they make it i would say a close second is probably the um royal i think royal waterways is where the fluke are mm. and like the flukes are flukes mm -hmm. are they, they creep me out don't yep. like them agreed um sometimes they're cute but like but like when i'm when mm. when i <laughs> <laughs> when I'm using the char the charm, they're cute. When I'm near them, no, I don't. No. I don't want to go near them. No, absolutely. So, not. yeah, definitely that. Um, and I think who is the 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 there's the character in Deep Nest as well. That's like one of the weavers <gasps> that has like oh, the yeah. math. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Hollow Knight does this a lot with character designs that I love, where it's like. Oh, this character seems normal. Actually, mm. no, their their design's really messed up. I love old JK. Yep. Uh, I think the midwife, right? Like that, I think that's the. Line. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, towards like the very west, the very end of, of like the map. The, the yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, just oh. yeah. I 100 percent agree with you on deep nest. I have a huge fear of spiders. Um, and it was so dark and claustrophobic. And to your earlier point, they did such a good job of creeping you out with the audio. I had yeah. to, I, I, I had to play it with like audio on very, very low at points because I just I couldn't handle it. <laughs> it was well, so also creepy. you can get stuck. You can accidentally get stuck there and like oh. fall in there, and it's the <laughs> it's the scariest thing. Because it is such a departure from, like, the tone of the rest of the game, yeah. too. And you're just like... But in a way that makes perfect sense. And like I said, going back to the the, the poem, you're like, oh, my God, the beasts. We're in the place where the beasts are. And you That's feel, it. like, genuinely on edge uh, yeah. and, like, like in a sense of danger. Yeah. Yeah. A, a thousand percent. I think they did an incredible job. I hated being there, but I can appreciate mm -hmm. it as, as a player. <laughs> um, but going back to Hornet, Hornet is is one of my favorite, if not my favorite character in mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Hollow Knight. She's just this complete badass and protector Gosh, absolutely of, best girl. of the land. Oh, just the best. I'm so excited for Silk Song. I know that it's a meme at this point in the community of when it's going to come out. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, I want Team Cherry to take their time because I'm I'm as much as they need because I'm, I'm so excited for it and it's going to be a masterpiece. Um, but did you, did you have any favorite characters or characters that stood out to you? I love, like, I think that's the strength of this compared to, I would say like other um, Metroidvanias or, or souls like for me, I think Hollow Knight really, not to say that the other ones do a poor job, but I think Hollow Knight really excels in a particular kind of appeal with their characters um, like I like meeting Hornet. You're like really excited to meet Hornet <laughs> every time. Mm -hmm. you're like, I think like Quirrell is really fun. Mm. Um, I love um, Sly. Do you know, you, you know, like, did you get to the point where you find out that Sly has like uh, the the what the shopkeeper in Dirthmouth has like a whole yeah. secret backstory? Did Wait, you get to, did you, yeah, yeah, yeah. The shopkeeper in Dirthmouth. No, the one I don't like think a I did. Bug? He sells no, I don't like think I did. The, okay, so I will 
can I can I spoil this for you? Please, <laughs> yeah, please. So you know how you meet all the like nail sages, mm-hmm. and they're like the like the best, you know, at, at using nails yeah. and teaching things. Mm-hmm. So they all mention like at some point like the great nail master, their master, and it's it's Sly who <laughs> sells so you all the stuff. That's so fun to me. <laughs> so good. Because it's like there's such a fun like trope of like like the the character who's like unimposing but is like secretly like absolutely the greatest warrior. Of the, yeah, it's 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 super fun. Um, I I also just like corn. Like I, I think all of them are so captivating. I like Cornifer. Just the fact that he's always so chill <laughs> every time you find him in the like scariest places. <laughs> um, just like hey, what's up? Just hanging out. And I would say, I don't know, like, like I, I could, I could literally like talk about a lot of different characters that I love, but I will say as like a fun, like, I think one that people won't say as much, um, I think, wow, what is her name? I think it's like Mirabelle, maybe the banker who does, who oh, you, yeah, yeah, I love, yeah. but they're all so good. They're all like my buds is what it feels like. You're like, Aww. uh, you know, the last stag I'm so good to see you, Yeah, you know? Um, or just like fun character design things. Like, um, I don't know if you finished the hunter's journal, uh, I didn't know, but, um, the hunter. Okay. So you know how he, he's in a big giant cave basically with mm-hmm. like, his like creepy glowing eyes. Mm-hmm. So you learn when you finish uh, that quest that it's not a giant cave. It's, he's just basically wearing a really big, like mossy hoodie. <laughs> and he's like huge. <laughs> he like stands up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you should you, you should google that it's a really silly i should image, yeah but, uh, or i should go back yeah yeah oh i love that so. yeah i i do agree i think they did a really good job of kind of making you feel at home because many mm-hmm. of the characters are just like hey what's up and like we'll sit and talk with you um i actually really enjoyed i think this might have been part of the DLC. The Grim Troop or the, the God? Yeah, the Grim Troop. I, I Grim really troop? enjoyed, yeah, I really enjoyed that bit of the game um, as well. I never ended up doing, I think it was the Pantheon. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never ended up doing that, but uh, I really enjoyed the, the Grim Troop and um, I think Hidden Dreams as well. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, uh, I thought was uh, was fun. But yeah, I just I think that they did a really good job to your point of making the characters almost feel like a community in a way. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was always fun getting to a new area and being like, oh, who am I going to meet here? Like, is first of all, is there anyone that I'm going to meet here? And if so, who am I going to meet here? Is it going to be a returning character? Is it going to be someone new? How are they going to keep pushing the story forward? Um, and I, th- I think an aspect of this as well is that it has a much more um, like cartoony or stylized mm. aesthetic than a lot of these genres. Like like a, a lot of other Metroidvanias are much more like like not photoreal, but like more more like human proportions essentially. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the character designs are feel very like packed with like information about these different characters as well. So you go up to them and you you can totally tell like oh this is like this this character's friend shaped you know and mm-hmm. you're gonna go and like talk to them um and then sometimes they 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 pull the rug <laughs> from underneath yep. you with some characters too yeah i just i love the art style of hollow knight in general mm-hmm. and i mean after its release we saw so many indie games kind of going in that direction as well with good reason like it's 
I don't know. I think there's something very striking about it. Mm-hmm. This is a bit of, uh, of a tangent in terms of the narrative, but I know that you've been in Australia. And so I've never t- gotten to talk about this with anyone because I don't think anyone's ever had the frame of reference for this. But so Team Cherry, Australian game studio. Yep. Yep. Do you <laughs> do you pick up that the setting of Holiday is also like uniquely like Australian as well? Like there's a ton of like Australian vibes to it. Does that, does that read for you at all? I mean, I will say, I think that they captured people's fear of Australia in deep nest really, really well. <laughs> okay, it, I will here say. Is, here is what I will, I will, I will say. I, I, I don't know. It, it strikes me as being like only could have come from an Australian studio. Oh, in what way? There's, there's just some certain things that I find very interesting. So, for example, um, the feel of the like tram system and like the wa- mm. the infrastructure of Hollow Nest is very Australian <laughs> to me. And also to the naming conventions, even though it's like this big like fantasy like thing, um, the if you go like you you will have noticed that lots of things in Australia also are like like the fact that like the Queen Station, the King Station is like mm. a fantasy version of like something that happens in a lot of um, Australian like like places for real as well. Um, you know, like like I don't know, like Queen Victoria Market or something mm. like that. And the fact that it is called a tramway as well. Yes, it's such a it's such a like like to me and also Dirtmouth feels very much like you're just in the like um, you know, like like I guess maybe not the outback necessarily, but like, you know, like out more rural mm, areas. Mm. Um, it reminds me of that too, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think, <laughs> I don't know if this is real. I just, I, I, I always go like, this feels <laughs> like something an Australian team would have I love too. that. And it's just not, I just don't think it's very obviously like Australian, but it feels correct to me that this is the, these are the choices they made. Yeah. I'm, I'm now, I'm trying to think now. I think tramway, I think deep nest, deep nest, I think plays on people's fears of what I think people think (laughs) Australia is. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's, there's a, there's a certain charm to the game and there's a certain charm to Australia where I, I, I know what you're talking about, but I, I am having a hard time putting it into words. Yes. So I think, like, um, for context, my my family all lives in Australia. Yeah, so I yeah, yeah. visit quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and so I probably have, like, an outsider's perspective on Australia. But it, in terms of, like you're saying, like, there's, like, the, the charm and a lot of the, the cozier aspect of mm. Hollow Knight feel very, like, remarkably, like, an Australian vibe of coziness mm. as opposed to, like, I think if... Hollow Knight was made in the U.S., it would be a much grimmer game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I a thousand percent agree. Um, but going going back to the narrative, a mm-hmm. lot of the actual lore of Hollow Knight happens way before uh, we mm-hmm. start playing the game. So how did you feel traversing the lands and discovering all of this lore and what it meant and putting the pieces together? Do you think that that was a, an effective narrative tool for how they told the story? Well, I, I definitely think it's an effective narrative tool, like among other tools that you could use. Um, I will I will say that I'm biased. I really love that style of narrative. And, yeah, me too. And so that like really resonates with me. Um, I'd say the thing I love about it is 
I think some other games like can feel like you're almost like in a theme park and like all the things are happening to you because you're the main character and all mm. these things are happening. And I think Metroidvanias in general, and I think Hollow Knight does a really, really great take on this, really do make you feel like you are in a place that exists independently of you. And you're not mm. the like, you're not the savior of this like setting. You just kind of exist in it. Whether you happen to improve things or not is maybe like independent to two things, you know? And mm. um, at times, you know, we talk, I, I think one of the really cool things is it, it feels like a place that is actively hostile towards you at times. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that it's, that's just a more interesting thing to me sometimes to, to exist in that space um, of like like sneaking into somewhere you're not supposed to be. And Hollow Knight definitely has that feeling that I, I quite like as a as an atmosphere. Agreed. And I think the Soul Sanctum for me, it, like that's the mm-hmm. first place that came to mind. Of I don't really think I'm meant to be here, but yeah, I'm gonna go <laughs> explore it anyway. <laughs> but I agree with you. I'm really biased because I love going into a story where you know, like you're hooked immediately with that elegy, and then you're like, what does this mean? And I love putting the pieces together and just getting bits and pieces of story and lore um, to understand what happened in the past to get us to where we are today and why the world is the mm-hmm. way that it is today. I'm I'm just a huge, huge fan of that and, and mystery in general and big reveals. Um, yeah, so I a thousand percent agree. Yeah, and I think like another thing that I think it accomplishes really well is just by creating this like huge kind of tragic history that mm. like there's you can't say, change that stuff and it, it's kind of like impactful in a way that like ah uh, this is <laughs> all this messed up stuff happened before you even got there um, like to this day I am like so sad I'm <laughs> just thinking about like the Hollow Knight mm. and the vessels and just what <laughs> what that is all about is just like brutal. And yeah. I will like literally just years later be like, that was so sad. And I have to like take a moment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I remember getting to the abyss being like, wait, mm-hmm. what is going on here? And well, it was, they're so cute too. Yeah, no, <laughs> so totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, everyone looks like me. What is going on? Um, but yeah, it is like, it's such a tragic story. Mm-hmm. such a tragic story and such a uniquely tragic story as well. Like I remember getting to that um, penultimate boss battle, I guess, with the, mm-hmm. with the Hollow Knight. And you're like, oh man, this is, it, it was, it was so sad to see what had happened because the Hollow Knight was supposed to be truly hollow and was supposed to keep the radiance in check. And then wasn't able to and and the, oh the bit that just breaks my heart every time was when um maybe content warning for uh for folks here on self-harm was when mm-hmm. the hollow knight started self-harming and was like i, yeah, I can't yeah, take yeah. it anymore oh, it was oh my god brutal. it was it was the, it was so brutal well also i i think um if you i think you have to get through like that whole buzzsaw section but if you go you get a hint as to like what the moment was that like corrupted mm-hmm. the hollow knight mm-hmm. and it's essentially it's so it's so brutal it's that after all the like horrible horrible tragic stuff that happened and like the pale pig being kind of like <laughs> genocidal <laughs> you know, in like making the holiday um right before he's like oh you're the you know you're the perfect vessel and you're gonna go do this and they share a moment 
like mm-hmm. a little moment of mm-hmm. just like they're standing together and it's implied that that's the moment that like corrupts yep. the hollow night yep. it's so sad it's like oh maybe he felt some like semblance of love once <laughs> like for the moment that's and you're like no <laughs> That's oh, horrible. It's so, it, it really is. It's so tragic and it's so sad. And oh, I, I just, I think they did a really good job narratively of telling that story though. Because I like, I remember f- just feeling the emotion as I was going through mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And the music for me also just elevated everything in the game. Everything. And I think Christopher Larkin did such a good job. And I, I think that's, that is a unique thing like compared to compared to other games in the genre, I, I mm. don't know that like like I love aspects of other Metroidvanias and things like that, but like Hollow Knight has a very visceral feeling to yes. its narrative that yeah. somehow exists despite the fact that it's kind of like spoon fed to you drip by drip. Um, where where it's like I think a lot of other narratives like that, you kind of have to think about it for a while, and then you're like, oh, this implication is really messed up. But I think Hollow Knight, you understand when you're witnessing it that it's like messed up, and you don't necessarily know why, but you're feeling it. Uh, yeah. Like it does a really good job of conveying it to you. Yeah, I agree because even when you don't have the full pieces of the puzzle together, I I a thousand percent agree with you. You viscerally feel the emotion. And mm-hmm. it's they do such a good job of of telling that story and, and of getting that emotion out of the player. Genuinely incredible what they were able to make in that period of time. But it's it's so good is the thing. And I, I think it speaks to like what can come out of like like just like making something, right? Like not necessarily um, thinking about like, oh, let's get all these resources together and like do something. Um, but, but I think it really is like one, the voice that they establish is so strong, like the entire game, it feels like so specific Two, I I think like a lot of the sound design also helps sound design music, like gets you like emotionally where you need to be. Mm -hmm. And I think the third thing that I I think is really not talked about is the animations in all of these moments. The the character designs are so simplistic. And like a lot of the time the the faces aren't even emoting because they're wearing masks but they're they're using like these stylized characters and they're really pushing a lot of the animation in a way that like feels very subtle but it's absolutely like you wouldn't do it with like a hyper realistic like fully proportioned human uh character um and that's why it's like oh yeah you can you can feel it you can feel so much about the characters just in a moment without dialogue um and that's very hard to do because like a lot of games i think try to do that and won't succeed at it um and I, I think like yeah like hollow knight gets away with not giving you that much explicit narrative sometimes mm-hmm. because the character moments are so strong yeah i agree and and just going back to to music again like i just i think christopher christopher larkin did an incredible job with the soundtrack mm-hmm. because to your point even when you don't fully understand every piece of the story it just it's there to bring out the emotion out of you and a few songs that stand out to me um i, I actually really love hornet's theme the city of tears mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um soul sanctum i love the resting grounds theme yes. um oh, oh just okay so good so I was literally thinking of the resting grounds because <laughs> because what I, what what I would say is like the music will always clue you in when you are walking through a place that is supposed to be sig- like that was really significant yeah. in the past 
And like right now you're walking through it and it might not even seem like that much, but like the music tells you like, Hey, and it's such an interesting clue of like, Oh, I'm like, it tells you that those feelings of like, I'm in deepness. I'm not supposed to be, (laughs) I need to get out of this place. Or like, this was like, I I, I think getting to like, one of the early moments I also think about is getting to the, um, the tramway the first time, which Mm. I think is narratively very significant because it's kind of like this hub area you can go through and it, it makes, it really does like have like, like different change in music that makes you feel like one, this is like a safer area. And two, that like, this was like, you know, this like massively ambitious, significant place. Uh, And it's, it's just a lot of fun to feel like, you as a character don't understand you as a player don't understand, but you are clear that there was something mm-hmm. here that mattered. Right. And it's really mm-hmm. cool. It's a cool emotion to convey. I think. Agreed. It's, it's magical. It's magical mm-hmm. knowing that you don't, knowing that you don't know everything, but understanding the significance and the emotion that you're meant to feel in a place. I think for me, that's what makes hollow Knight so special and they do it with with kind of everything that we've spoken about thus far, right? Sound design, music, character mm-hmm. animations, the art style, the writing. And it all just comes together so beautifully to help you experience a story that really like is is quite self-directed in a lot of ways because you can decide mm-hmm. kind of where to push forward on the map. Um, obviously, like there's some, some things that are prerequisites to get into other areas. Uh, yeah. Like, for example, being skilled enough to to beat the Mantis um, Mantis Lords, the Lords, yeah, the four yeah. Mantis Lords and the fifth Trader Lord. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm letting it, I'm letting it like get me excited. No, I love it, I love it. Before going into deepness, but to your point, like you can yeah. also fall into deepness from another area, which I hadn't realized before. Yes, but I, I prefer doing it the Mantis Lords way yeah. because I think it's so fun to beat the Mantis Lords and then you go and you see like all these yeah. corpses. That yeah, you're like, LOL. Out. And you're JK. like, oh, I'm don't going. I don't want to go in here. It's really fun. That's it, yeah. Um, it's, it's such a moment of like, these guys, like if you're playing it the first time, you're like, these guys are really hard. And then yeah. you beat them and then they're like, oh, this is why they're so hard. Yeah. <laughs> because they, they were serving an important role. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I love that so um, God, it's like just making me excited. <laughs> it's so good. It's making me so excited for Silk Song, which at the moment of this recording, we have no idea when it's going to come out. No, it's supposedly no this it could year, be but anytime. Oh, but <laughs> so uh, it is like I am legitimately excited because one Hornet, co- coolest backstory in terms percent. of like she's she's a beast. She's a pale yep. being. Yep. she's raised by the hot. You know, like they they're like th- this is like the most like. Like, if there was a self-insert character, it's Hornet. <laughs> it's just too cool. Um, Hornet is such a badass. She's so cool. And then you're like, and you're going to play. I, I was like, I'm so in. I, I do want to play as Hornet. And Hornet is like one of the characters that makes me feel happy because I would say like, I wouldn't say Hornet's backstory is like amazing, but like Hornet's like doing okay, <laughs> like compared to a lot of other folks. Um, particularly in comparison to the the other vessels and how they're all like corrupted by the void. I like the actual comfort I get from being like, there's one, there's one of us (laughs) out there that isn't corrupted by the void. It's like very, 
uh, it's it's funny to me, yeah, how much I like actually genuinely I'm like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. And I'm so excited to play as hard as well. Because Silk Song mm-hmm. was originally supposed to be DLC for Hollow Knight, and I'm glad that it's not. I'm glad that it's gonna be its own game. Yes. I, and I think I'm I like I'm also very excited that they're doing that. Oh, um so good. Um also we're getting to time already, which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I haven't realized that we've already been recording for so long. So <laughs> any final thoughts on Hollow Knight? Um, which, is, which is really hard because we could talk about this for another few hours easily. I, I, I have two things. I will say two things because I think it's good to point out. One of the things I love in terms of um, how it affects the narrative, but these are, I think, probably more designy things. But uh, the way that the maps work in Hollow Knight, I love the little flow of like you entering a new area. It feels so dangerous. You don't know where to go. And then you find the, the map and then you're like, oh, okay, I know where to go a bit. It feels less dangerous. And you're also like seeing like, oh, and there's all these little areas to go. And I feel like narratively, it puts you in the character in a really, really fun way of like, you feel like a little tiny like weakling. And then you're like, uh, you're like through knowledge kind of becoming um like more uh, proficient at navigating this area. I, I think that's really fun. Which is very thematic because one of the big themes or or big kind of pieces of lore in Hollow Knight is that the Pale King upon founding Hallowness grants all bugs intelligence. Yes. And so it's yes. like it's so thematic that it that uh, knowledge is is something that gives you comfort and makes you feel safer. I mean, I, yeah, and I could talk about that, like the, the fact that you start off as like a character that's lost their memory, and then like you are, you regain intelligence when you return the mm-hmm. the and the the game does so many things. I love the way the map works, the way that you don't always know where you are on the map unless you have a particular charm. And charms are the second. Oh, thing about. the charms! <laughs> but before we talk about charms, I I, I want to get your take on kind of being this this protagonist that lost their memory mm-hmm. and is is regaining it. How do you think thematically that that ties in? I think it's I think it's like one, it puts you I, I think it's a very relatively common thing in a lot of games. It puts you in a similar position as the player to your character where you are learning things for the first time, your character is learning things for the first time. I don't think that that's particularly like groundbreaking. I think where Hollow Knight excels with this is just the the texture and flavor of what is going on. The mm-hmm. idea is that, like, my understanding of it is that being in Hollow Nest grants you intelligence mm-hmm. and is like kind of like this hallowed space, right? Um, because of that, and if you leave, it's this it's this brutal irony of like you can't leave Hollow Nest, which is imploding and being destroyed, because if you leave it, you lose your your sense of self and mm-hmm. you become like a mindless bug. But the, and, and also there's no guarantee that you'll ever find your way back is the way that I see it, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but also if you're in Hollow Nest, Hollow Nest is not a good place to be either. So it's this brutal, like between a rock and a hard place situation that I love. Um, because it, like there are so many times in Hollow Knight where I'm like, man, I wish I could go somewhere. I wish I could take this little guy somewhere safe, but there's nowhere to go. <laughs> so we trudge, trudge onward. Um, yeah, I, I think that's very fun. Mm. Um, and the the second thing I wanted to talk about is the charms. And just a specific moment of the charms that I, I don't think, like, I think folks know is that you have, like, a limit of how many charms you can use. Um, but if you try to put, like, an extra charm on there that won't fit, and you just try enough, the game lets you do that. <gasps> um, Wait, what? I didn't know ooh, that. Ooh, Marina. Wait. <laughs> 
didn't Bo- know go that. Play, go, go boot up the game right now and like get like one like little space. No way. And then like it'll, it will, it'll go like bam, right? Like it won't let you do it, mm-hmm. but just try like three or four times. And it's that. like holiday is filled with all these little tiny little secrets that oh, again I ties into that. this factor. Like you're, you're uncovering this whole world. And it's one of my favorite little narrative design moments of like, you can add an extra charm, but I think I'm trying to remember, I think it makes your health lower. Uh, it like, uh, it gives you a trade off. So it's basically, you can decide to take a disadvantage to get one extra charm on there. Uh, which is really fun. <laughs> I, just, I just love that. Um, and I think it also ties into, I mean, there, there's a lot of fun imagery and themes in Hollow Knight. I think the badges and like them being tied to specific characters or groups is really fun. I, the void versus soul and the like yin yang of it is very fun to me. Um, the, the fact that again, going back to how this is, feels very Australia, there's like a whole like, colonizer mm. <laughs> narrative going on with mm-hmm. the pale king as well mm-hmm. uh well because like it's the the beasts are notably like referred to as being highly intelligent mm-hmm. um so there is like this like like discrimination going on mm-hmm. too of like how mm-hmm. they're being like brutally murdered right um so just just like so many aspects that i love about this game and the way that they're telling the story and that I can like think about for an ex- just extended periods of time. So I'm, I'm very excited. Well, you'll you'll have to come back to talk about Silk Song then when it comes out. Yeah. Oh, can I? <laughs> this is like being like the Hollow Knight person on a podcast. Sounds like such a dream. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yes, please. Absolutely. Um, but maybe to wrap us up, I'm 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 still processing the fact that you can add more charms if you if you will it enough and that like that is one of the themes i think willing things into existence mm-hmm, pushing mm-hmm. forward like dreaming yeah, yeah, yeah dreaming absolutely. willing things into existence dreaming uh you know pushing forward pushing through your fears all of these themes i just i love them so much because realistically you are quote unquote a, f- a failed vessel at the beginning of mm-hmm. the game and so thematically that feels like you know anyone can achieve great things if they if they find that courage to to do them um i could talk about this game forever it's so good it's yeah no i, I love it it's it's it, it's i think the first time playing it it's not as cozy but i think when you play it like a second or third mm-hmm. time it becomes a very cozy kind of like Ah, uh, you can settle in and like let the apocalypse take place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would call that cozy, but I I, I know what you mean. Kind of the familiarity mm-hmm. of okay, I understand yeah, yeah, yeah. the story now. Let me through a second playthrough enrich my understanding and appreciation of it. I, I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, to wrap us up, we've already spoken about this, but you have some time to plug absolutely anything that you want. The floor is yours. Yeah, absolutely. So, so as folks know, I am making mid-autumn. If if me talking about games and game narrative sounds like, oh, this is really cool. Well, I have some games I'm making. Applying <laughs> 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 like my thoughts on games. Uh, so mid-autumn will be out, hopefully, I think, at this time. If it's not, I've like messed up, right? Essentially. <laughs> but It'll be uh, out. it should be out on Steam and Itch. 
Uh, it's in early access, so we'll be adding narrative. It's like a roguelike um, dungeon crawler type game. It's got some 80s vibes. Uh, and also I would say it's very similar to like games like Butterfly Soup and things like that in terms of our narrative goals. But like, I, you know, I love lore. I got to stop myself from putting the lore in, but like, I'd love to make something that people like think about as deeply as I think about Hollow Knight. Mm. <laughs> so like, um, come, come join us in early access and ask me questions about stuff and I will be around making the game. Hell um, Yeah. And yeah. we will have socials in, in the description as well if anyone wants to follow Shervine's journey. I am so excited for Mid-Autumn. Uh, I said this before, but I just think the art style is really striking. And um, obviously, we've known each other for a while, and I am so excited to see what you've created and made and crafted. And please, please, please do check it out. Thank you, Marina. I really appreciate that. And yeah, no, I'm excited for you to check it out, too. Um, and then, uh, like chat, you, you chat to me. I, I, I don't think we have any poems in it, but like, <laughs> we, 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 we do, I'm, I'm happy to do like deep literary analysis. Of my own oh, I love this. <laughs> well, maybe you come back and we talk about mid-autumn. I mean, absolutely. It's, it's fun for me because I'm not the, the lead narrative CC's like handling narrative. So I do get to be like the, the imagery in this section. <laughs> it's really fun. Uh, which is, which is a fun thing about collaborating. Yeah. Well, under your leadership, I'm sure that it is already in a really good spot. So I am so excited for the release. Do check out Mid-Autumn. Again, socials will be in the description. And Shervine, thank you so much for being here. I am thrilled that you're going to be coming back. Like we're just, we're making that a thing. <laughs> I'll be I'll be here for Silk Song. I'll be here when they do the I don't know the the Pale King prequel. Yes. I'll be here. Amazing. <laughs> for for the non-Hollow Knight, the the alternate reality sequel, I'll be here for all of them if, if they exist. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shaveen. Uh I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Marina. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day too. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, and thank you so much for listening. What was your favorite part of Hollow Knight? There is just so much to talk about in this game. Would love to hear from you because there's no way that we could have covered everything in a single episode. As always, our socials are also in the description if you'd like to follow us. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, stay hydrated, and we'll see you next time. Bye.